Hello, hello, it's Tash here and welcome to episode four of How to Renovate. Okay, in this episode, we'll be looking at five important things you can do before you start renovating. So renovating a new home is really exciting and it's tempting to kind of just dive straight in and just get going, getting builders in, getting architects in to quote, before you've even taken the time to really think about what you want and you need from your renovation. So I just wanna say, just stop, take a breath, and do these five important things first. In my five pillar process, the information in this episode falls under pillar one, planning. As always, everything I teach about renovations falls under this five pillar process. And there'll be some information at the end on how to get your hands on some of the resources. Okay, so let's get started. So the number one most important thing you can do before you start your renovation planning is to really examine what you want from your renovation. So this means Try to be clear on your project goals from the start. If you are clear on your main aims and your main goals for the renovation, it makes it so much easier uh, to kind of communicate those requirements with all the other individuals involved in your project. So take the time, really examine what you want from this renovation, what is important to you and why you are carrying out the works and spending all this money because you know it might be a change in family circumstances it might be because you're now working from home or expecting a new baby so really know why you're renovating and really keep that in mind throughout the whole reno renovation process because it will guide you through the many many tricky decisions that we'll have to make along this long, long renovation um, sequence and process. So it will really help you with your, those decisions along the way. I would also say, just make a note of the most important aspects of the project to you. So that means it might be your budget is most important to you or finding the, the best builder you can is important to you. So just make a note of those things and keep them in mind as well. And I would say, you know, do some do some sketch work of the layout yourself. It doesn't have to be, you know, of a professional level, but you can you can learn to do a simple scale drawing. Um, it's one of the lessons I want to teach um, down the line. But you can do a really simple scale drawing, and you can test out some internal layouts. You can really scrutinise them to see if it could work for you and your family. Um, and this is a really, really good thing to do before engaging a designer or an architect, because, um, you know, doing this work and documenting it is a great place to start because as a bonus of kind of clarifying it in your own mind, it also starts putting together that brief that you can give then to your architect or to your designer, um, you know, and you can show them your notes and your drawings and your sketches and you can you can use that as a starting point um, to clearly display your goals and to clearly show them um, what you're expecting from the project. And really, in the long run, if you go to them with with a start point, 
it means they will have to spend less time kind of getting that information from you and figuring that out and, and that will they will charge you for the, the time that they spend doing that so in at the same time as you're saving yourself money as well um i have covered some of this top of this topic um in, in episode 1.1 um so you can go back and, and listen to that for for a bit more on this point but um it really really does help to do some work before you start Okay, so let's move on to number two. So the second thing you can do before you start renovating is to establish your big picture budget. So what this means is, it means just kind of looking at your personal finances, you want to establish that total figure, that big figure of how much you're able and willing to spend on your renovation. I think knowing this figure before you even approach architects or designers, it's very important because um, you don't want to pay them to get started on designing for you. They might end up designing some gorgeous design that you'll fall in love with. And when you dig deeper into it, you discover you, you won't be able to afford to do it. So, you know, it may sound obvious, but... I have seen it happen before where renovators have not been crystal clear on their budget range. And, you know, there's been a, or there's been a miscommunication with the architect or the designer only to discover that they now they have to pay the architect or the designer thousands um, for this design they've created for something that they cannot afford to build. So it can really be an upsetting situation to waste so much money before you've even started. I have spoken to people who have spent close to £10,000 before they've even, you know, started kind of doing any demo or even getting started on their project, just going through the process and doing it in the wrong order. So I really, really, really want you to, to think about, you know, what you can do before to avoid those situations because they're, they're so, so sad and upsetting when I when I see them. Um, but having having both your information um, from point one that we've just discussed and your big picture pu budget from this point, um, having both of those pieces of information will put you in a really strong position to determine what you can achieve for your money and and also always remember to set some money aside for contingency because unexpected expenses dur during a renovation are so common. So just make sure that when you go to any professional or any builder that you have this information, that you know your big picture budget and you know what you um, ideally would like to spend on your project. OK, let's move on to number three now, um, which is familiarize yourself with the correct process and sequence of a renovation. Okay, so if you've been following the series so far, you will know that I've said this a few times before. Really, this is so important. Learn the process from the start. Know what you're getting yourself in for. Learn about the, the process and the sequence of a renovation before you begin. Because if you put the work in at the start, you will really come out at the end with a successful renovation. Knowing the sequence, as well as your own renovation goals, as well as your layouts, your budget, your time, the scale and your finish spec, it will all put you in a position to save 
on both the builder and the professional fees because you will go to them and you will have a clear brief and a clear path to follow which really will hugely reduce the time they need to spend on your project and any time wasted as well which you will be paying for on an hourly basis so really keep that in mind also i would say if you familiarize yourself with the sequence you will know which professionals to hire for your project and in which order to hire them in which is also really important because having all of this knowledge will give you kind of the confidence to take control of your project and really manage it effectively. You can research a process online or you can keep following Self Play Studio, keep following me, keep listening to this series because I'm going to be publishing more information and creating more resources and lessons on a regular basis to teach renovators more about the process and how to how to follow it smoothly. Okay, so moving on to number four. Okay, so number four is research which planning and permissions you may need. So again, this is really important because depending on where you live and the kind of property you have, you may need to have planning permission for your home extension or renovation. So here in the UK, um, where I'm based in London, um, the UK has a portal, it's called the Planning Portal, and you can find it at planningportal.gov.uk. And it's generally great for checking if you require planning permission, but it also has loads of um, information and diagrams explaining the many elements um, of the planning permission requirements and the process as well. So. Do check your local authorities um, website also because some areas may have kind of individual requirements, but I would say the planning portal is a, if you're in the UK, the planning portal is a great place um, to go and look and to just check if you need to apply for planning. Okay, so let's go through some um, some kind of situations when you might or might not need planning permission. If you live in a freehold house, you may be able to carry out work under permitted development. So permitted development is it's, it's a set of planning permissions and that allows certain types of developments or changes to be made to a property without the need for a full planning application. If you live in a flat, though, or in a conservation area, you will almost always need um, to apply for for planning and submit a full planning application. So check the portal, check your local authority website, um, because if you live in a flat or conservation area, kind of anything that will affect what the exterior of the property looks like, it might even be adding one kind of roof light or Velux window, um, you will have to apply for planning permission. So just look at all of those, just kind of familiarise yourself with when you might need planning permission. It's really good to do the research at the start because, you know, the, the whole process from having plans drawn up to getting your planning approval could, could take a good few months. It could take between the four and six months. So I would say, again, things to do before you start renovating is start researching whether you need to apply for planning permission. Another thing you can do is actually also look at what your neighbours have done. If your neighbour has received planning permission for an extension or a loft extension, it's highly likely that you will be able to do the same. So you can view all the current and previous 
planning applications online, usually on, on your local authority website. You can also see any rejections, why they were rejected. You can look up the approvals and see, um, you know, why they were approved. There's usually notes on why they were approved or why they were rejected. So all of this information is really good to have before you before you start, even before you start going to your designer or architect, because if you kind of have the knowledge, then, you know, it, it's, it's something that they don't have to do. They'll, they'll go in and, and double check. But if you go in and research and have that knowledge, when you go to them, it will it will save time and therefore save money as well. Let's move on to number five. So number five is start asking friends and family for recommendations for designers, architects and builders. So this is a good one because even though you haven't even, you know, started yet or put it put in a planning application, this process I find can be one that holds many people up. It takes a long time to find the people you're kind of willing to work with or at the right price that you're willing to pay. So the process can take quite a while. So I'd say once you've worked through, you know, numbers one to four and you have a realistic overview of your goals and your budget and whether you need planning permission, it's really a good time to start searching for your potential team. Like I said before, it can take a really long time to find the right people for your project. And I find that recommendations are usually the best place to start. You know, they're, they're a good place to start building that shortlist. So kind of put the feelers out, start, you know, putting the word out that you want to do some works. And um, more often than not, someone will recommend someone they were really happy with and who did work for them. But um I would say don't only go on someone else's recommendation. You need to interview every single person yourself. You need to carefully interview them, ask them the right questions, make sure they're a good fit for you to work with, someone that you will get on with, but also that they can actually successfully do your project and create what you want at the end. They have the skills to do that. So really make sure you you interview everybody carefully and you make sure you, you'll be happy to work with that person because you're going to be working with them for a while. Well, okay, that's it, I think. That's it for episode four. So stay with me because coming up in episode six, I'm going to be sharing five questions to ask to find the right builder. And then following straight on from that in episode seven, I'm going to be going through a list of all the professionals that could potentially be involved in a renovation project. So so stay tuned for those because they are a good follow on from this episode. Um, But that's it for this week. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. And it's bye for now. See you next time. Bye bye. For more information on my five pillar process for successful renovation, you can go directly to southplacestudio.com forward slash pillars, where you'll find an introduction to the process and what each pillar covers.